Hey friends, you know what I don't miss at all? That vicious week before the period. Feeling like I'm ready to crawl out of my skin, irritated by everything and everyone around me. Bouncing between cravings for salty foods and sweets and back again. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control from Happy Mammoth. Estro Control contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a menstruating person's life. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like myself again. That's what people mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews for Happy Mammoth products, including Estro Control. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CORP, C-O-R-P, at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code C-O-R-P for 15% off today. What's up, y'all? This is Zach. And look, I'm really excited about this. And I, I want to also shout out the team for being able to do this. You're listening to this because we're doing something called 12 Days of Podcast. So, look, this is content that we want to make sure y'all get before 2020 is over. All right. So we're hitting y'all with some content as we wrap up the year for the next 12 straight days. These are interviews that we had earlier this year, but we couldn't get to releasing them because of coordination and just current events we wanted to be a little bit more responsive to all the chaos that was happening around us in real time so what we're doing is we're dropping this content for y'all now because we don't want y'all to hear it like 20 weeks from now (laughs) we want y'all to hear it now so what you're about to hear is a super dope conversation that we have with an incredible guest but before we get there we're gonna tap in with tristan What's happening, Living Corporate fam? It's Tristan of Layfield Resume Consulting, and I've teamed up with Living Corporate to bring you all a weekly career tip. So today, let's discuss our elevator pitches. Most of us have heard of what an elevator pitch is, but for those who aren't aware, elevator pitches are short, concise statements that explain who you are and what you do. It's called an elevator pitch because apparently you're supposed to imagine that you get into an elevator with another person and they ask you what you do. And then you only have that brief moment in the elevator to give them a meaningful response. Now, I don't know about you, but I very rarely talk to anyone in elevators, let alone strangers. But let's flow with it. While most of us may have an elevator pitch, I'm here to tell you that we need to rethink the way that we do them. We've been taught to lead our elevator pitch with process rather than leading with results. When we do that, we leave the other person wanting to know, what's in it for me? So let's listen to one of my old elevator pitches as an example. I used to lead with, I'm a career coach and resume writer that approaches career development by combining my client's personal brand with their career field through strategic coaching and the development of resumes, cover letters, and LinkedIn profiles marked by their consistency, infusion of keywords, and unique formatting that helps my clients stand out. Are you looking for help in elevating your career? While it sounds good, it doesn't lead with results. It doesn't immediately tell the person what's in it for them, and it puts the other person on the spot. 
In order for us to make faster and more valuable connections, we need to talk about how we create wins for our companies or clients and provide those within the first 60 seconds. By doing this, we don't make the person guess what's in it for them. We give them examples of what could be in it for them. So let's replace the process uh, in my first elevator pitch with some results and see how it transforms. I'm the head career coach and resume writer at Layfield Resume Consulting. As a result of the coaching resumes, cover letters, and LinkedIn profiles I provide my clients, they not only landed roles in Fortune 500 companies, but are better equipped to position themselves as experts and become their own biggest advocate in their careers. I'm looking for individuals who are ready to level up their careers. Can you think of anyone who needs some help? Which one do you think is better? Reach out and let me know. This tip was brought to you by Tristan of Layfield Resume Consulting. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Layfield Resume or connect with me, Tristan Layfield, on LinkedIn. Today, just like every week, uh, we have an incredible guest, Denisha Lomax. Denisha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I, well, I'm, we're glad to have you here. I, I, I need to ask how you and your loved ones are doing during this pandemic. Oh my God, thank you so much for asking. You know, we are we are alive, we are well, we are adjusting, and, okay. and sometimes readjusting within one day. I am super thankful that my children and I are in this together, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm definitely humbled because shout out to the teachers. Uh, it's a <laughs> lot. <laughs> I have been humbled more times than not in, in these like nine weeks. So, you know, living and learning. Listen, so my wife is a teacher, right? She teaches uh, ninth grade English. And um, it's interesting. She and I talk about this a lot, right? About like a lot of these parents are, just, are coming into the realization of how hard this is, <laughs> like teaching your kids all day, like being responsible for them all day. But it's just it's been quite a quite a journey for sure. Um, I have some friends and some folks in my network who are going through a similar journey. But everybody's cool, though. Everybody's alive, though. Yes. Amen. That's that's really where I'm at. I mean, I cannot complain. OK, 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 OK. okay. Yeah, no, straight up. Um, and same here for my family, you know, had a couple of friends who got sick, um, but no one has um, has perished, uh, thank God. And uh, we're trying to stay safe, just stay inside. You know what I mean? Use your common sense. You know what I mean? That just, part, the you know, common part. The common part. <laughs> oh, you know all that sense? You got to use the common part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be, I already know what kind of interview this is about to be. This is great. Okay. <laughs> so let's get right into it. You know, um, yeah. So so let me keep it a being with you, right? So like, I was looking up people I would I wanted to, you know, you know, live in corporate, just want to have like, OK, you know, we're trying to have have these names. You know, we've had some pretty big names on the podcast and just like who've interacted with our platform. And so I was I looked at your name. Right. And then I was like, I was like what is digital? Veritas? So I clicked it. Right. And y'all have like 50 some yeah. thousand followers on LinkedIn. I was like, what is this? Right. Like I'm like. And so then <laughs> so then I go back and look at your title and I'm like, yo, and like I said before, like offline, I was like, dang, your name Denisha Lomax. Like, I got to. OK, so let's talk about I really with all that being said. <laughs> I love it. So I'm trying to understand, like, and I'd love for you to explain to us, like, what is your role as vice president, group director, um, national paid social lead at Digital Veritas? Like, what does that entail? 
Yeah. So um, as a national paid social leader, Digitas, um, I get the absolute honor of working with a team of 50 plus paid social media experts um, who are doing amazing work across various um, advertising and brand verticals, entertainment, retail, CPG, et cetera. Um, For me specifically, um, this role means always looking for uh, first to market opportunities to bring my clients really uh, trying to find and negotiate favorable rates for them because we are doing a lot in the distribution in the media space. So that always kind of ties back to that efficiency metric, Um, but really just deepening the relationship that Digitas has across the the social media platform landscape. Relationships are so important to me and it's being able to reach out to the um, agency leads, et cetera, at, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Twitter, et cetera, and really strengthen um, who Digitas is in the marketplace, although we we already have um, kind of a strong foot there. And I'm also, as part of this role, really excited about what social media means from being a connector of cultures and allowing us to authentically represent and talk to and talk with um, multicultural audiences and, and doing that in a really authentic way. Our capability, though, does not work in silos. So at Digitas, we have strategy teams, we have creative teams, we have data and analysis teams, technology, you know, I could go on. Um, we really pride ourselves on being that connected marketing agency, and it's really um, shown in our work and, and what we do in the paid social media space. That's incredible. Um, I want to talk about uh, San Francisco Viva Women of Color and because I feel as if it all comes together. And I'd love to understand what fuels that work as well. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. Um, So let me just say Viva Women of Color is a publicist group, nationally led business resource group. Um, It's led by two amazing women, Sonia Stanley in Atlanta and Arnetta Whiteside in New York. Um, We have chapters all over the U.S., um, but when I started, there wasn't a presence fully established in San Francisco. So at the time, um, also in culture, there were some heavy attacks on Black women. You know, actually, I I can't even think of a time when it's not. Right. Um, Serena, (laughs) Serena was being slandered for being passionate at work. Um, And it's happened to to so many celebrities, but to so many, quote unquote, everyday people just like me. Um, So as a black woman in a leadership position, I was like, there has to be a place for people like me, black, um, other women of color, um, Latinx, um, Asian American, et cetera, to come together and talk about what it means to be a woman of color in corporate spaces um, and kind of doing some research and asking around. I got connected with those two women and haven't looked back. I mean, our main focus is, again, giving women of color that space to be themselves, um, share, gain insight from mentors, people who have made it, um, and kind of get get that um, behind-the-scenes conversation that doesn't really happen out in the open, um, and also create programs that educate and celebrate the intersectionality of all we are. No, you're absolutely right. I think it's, it's, it's wild because... It's let me check my watch. Twenty twenty, right? Uh, year of our Beyonce, right. and <laughs> amen. And so, like, people are out here still just not being not being intersectional in like how they think about community. So, like, we talk about like we talk about gender and race in very binary terms. Um, right. We talk about sexual identity in very binary terms. We just talk about identity, like in these very like just you know you're either this or that, and it's like look, people are multiple things, and like and human beings are complex and oftentimes uh, hypocritical, like even in their own like just behaviors, and like even though embracing that is hard work, it's critical if you really want to understand and reach. 
folks. You know what I mean? Because if, if you don't, then you end up leaving out whole groups of people. A hundred percent. And we, and then we can't um, have this, this saying, you know, come, come to work as you are, be your authentic self, but then we're not creating space for that. So we really have to practice what we preach. And I love that um, Viva Women of Color allows me to do that alongside being in this, you know, national paid social role. It's coming together. You know, there's so much intersection and I love that I'm able to, to push the culture forward, inspire others, um, be inspired by others in this position. It's super cool. I'd love to talk a little bit about like personal branding and marketing, mm-hmm. but then I want to talk a little bit more about like corporate communications like during this time. So like, you know, it seems as if there was a point in time when like the social media was like the young people stuff, right? Like, right. but as technology continues and like as accessibility becomes more and more on the forefront of conversations regarding career and also like career progression and networking that really social media and having some type of digital footprint is critical in growing and developing um, as a professional. A hundred percent. Can you talk a little bit more about like the role that that's played over time and like the role that you've seen it take shape over time? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we love to see the social evolution, especially as it pertains to professional branding. Uh, when I got started, um, social was just, you know, kind of my space. Facebook was just kind of popping off. We had our uh, Black Planet, Black different Planet, things like that. Which... Yes, <laughs> Yes, you know, old school, right? Yes. Um, but then it developed into this, you know, digital ecosystem that allowed you to show people exactly who you were, who you are, who you want to be. Um, and I think over time, it's just been been able to influence so much, right? So now companies are going to your social profiles first to get that first impression of who you are. Um, and it's not just LinkedIn, it's it's LinkedIn and, you know, Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, your websites, your blogs. Um, so in my mind, it's really important for people to not control, but lean into what they want that narrative to be so that people understand who you are and kind of what you stand for. It's important to keep all those things updated and fresh um, because people are always looking and, and, you know, look how we kind of got connected and found each other. It's literally through that. So it's no more of just your resume kind of speaking for you. And in that sense, it's a lot of these, these digital ecosystems, these social ecosystems, allowing them to speak for you. Um, before you actually get a chance to meet someone. Yeah, no, I, I'm really curious, like, just what conversations, if any, have you had with individuals who are, like, realizing that, you know, their LinkedIn, um, their Twitter, whatever the case may be, needs to be sharper or just present for them to really take the next level of impact and reaching folks um, in their their career journey? Yeah, this is, and it, it's so funny because, um, I, to your point, I talk to a lot of um, younger junior professionals, a lot of women of color who are like, oh, I didn't know, you know, LinkedIn needed to be this or that. And the first thing I say is, you are your first PR agent. You control your narrative. You tell your story. And if you are not owning that, then you're leaving it up to, to people, to individuals, to companies, et cetera, to make up in their mind in their mind who they think you are. And so I am always like keep your LinkedIn refreshed, you know, every month, you know, if you can. Um, it's really important to ground yourself in that work 
um, especially in these times, right? Make sure your your Facebook and your Instagram is telling the story that you want to tell. And if it's if it's one story, then that's great. Lean into it and own it, but make sure you're consistent. So a lot of conversations I'm having on the real to real is just about um, figure out who you are first. Like, what are your values? Yeah. Who, who are you to yourself? Who do you want to be to the world? And then make sure you're reflecting that. I mean, that's really helpful. And it's funny because I was about to ask about like some of your biggest, I was going to ask, you know, some, some key like tips you would have in terms of like personal branding recommendations. But I think that really is comes to the core of all of it is just, okay, who are you really? And what are you trying to broadcast? And then just right. being consistent in that. I think like consistency is so critical, right? Like in life, but certainly in a sp- <laughs> on a platform like social media, like in any type of like social media platform, where like I can like look and see the history of the things that you've said and done, okay, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> and gather them receipts and be like, hmm, I'm mm, not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that doesn't that doesn't align with what you said on March seventh, two thousand nineteen. Like, right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like and it's like I think to your point around like just being clear with like who you really are. It makes it easy to be consistent because you're just being yourself. Right. A hundred percent. And then that is where that is where true authenticity lies. Right. We throw that word around. I use it a lot, but I fully understand that I I know what I'm going to engage in and what I'm not. And I know where I'm going to have that open and in-depth conversation um, on which channels that'll happen, because I know where it matters most for me. Right. So I'm not. I'm not getting involved in the things that someone else may be passionate about because I understand that that is their lane and I appreciate that. I honor that, but I need, I need to continuously honor the values that I set forth for me and be consistent in that. No, that's real. It's actually that principle doesn't just apply, I think to individuals, but it applies to, to groups of individuals or organizations as well. Right. And so you know, we're in the midst of this pandemic. You know, what are some trends you've seen during this time as it pertains to company corporate communications? And what in your mind should companies be mindful of as they attempt to reach their audiences in meaningful ways? Uh, I love this question. It's so important and, and it's so great. And it really gets to the heart of the, the company and, and who the individuals are behind the company. I think at first when when, you know, COVID first became like widely known and widely spread, it was really um, talking to our clients and, and brands about, okay, being okay with taking a moment to pause. Take a moment to pause and think about what is it at this time that you really need to communicate to the audiences that you're trying to reach. Shifting the kind of push salesy messaging to be more empathetic in real to the times, um, but also understanding that a lot of the essential workers are actually made up of black and brown um, people um, that are living in those communities. So looking at the entire landscape, understanding that, but also understanding that going back to my love for social media and, and kind of what my role is, social media immediately was where everyone was going to not only get the news, but to also find a level of escapism and to just be, whether it's through entertainment and TikTok hashtag challenges and things like that, or to like find some new cooking opportunity, you know, because there was that downtime. Um, So bringing all those things together to then figure out what their North Star was. So what is your purpose? How can you be empathetic in that time? What is your audience already interested in that you can kind of shift the conversation to, to pull in that empathy pull in, yes, we understand what's going on, but keep your brand um, alive, right? 
I think the biggest thing that people will look at because we're all people and we're all humans is the brands that actually did not say a thing. And so whenever this turns back into whatever it will be, those will be the brands that will be hurting in the long run because their brand equity will then be kind of challenged. So let's talk a little bit about like corporate communications as it pertains to communicating to like their own employees. When you think about like, so there's internal, of course there's internal and there's external marketing, right? So like, correct, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, what does it look like? Do you think in this time to like make sure that you're not ignoring or erasing the challenges that black and brown folks are feeling? So I think about the Asian uh, Pacific Islander community that is being like disproportionately attacked because of COVID nineteen um, by folks of all shades and colors. And they're starting to they're starting some folks out there putting out some responses and stuff like that. And I also think yeah. about black employees who, because of systemic inequity and like just the way that America is set up, you know, certain inequities are being exacerbated by this pandemic. And then we're all, and we're seeing the fact that like black folks represent a disproportionate amount of deaths of COVID nineteen, yeah. um, as well yeah. as compounded by the realities of like additional murders of black folks uh, for yeah. simply being black. Right? Like, what does it mm-hmm. look like for companies to create meaningful communications during this time that empathize and help at least not have engagement crash even further for those people groups that are already working at working from home. Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful question. And so timely. Um, And I'm going to go back to the business resource groups and the employee resource groups, because that is why these spaces, these safe spaces were created for people to be able to go share and talk about. So from a digitized perspective, we actually got our um, multicultural and Asian led um, resource groups. They got together and they coined an open letter um, and talked about what it meant for people of Asian descent, Asian communities to be heavily impacted like this. Um, And so they kind of poured their heart out and we put that up on our website. Same for um, Black and Brown communities, even women of color. We're talking about these things and we're holding space for people to come and share and talk about what it means to be conflicted at work because you're dealing with all of the things that are happening in the world and letting people know it's okay to take a moment to pause and step back because, you know, we are not expecting you to be able to operate at full steam when your life is impacted. Like trauma is being called up and pulled up because all these things are happening. So it really goes back to, again, holding that space and letting people know um, that they, they can hold that space for themselves and others too. That's helpful. That's what's up. I think it's important, too, when you think about like, you know, I say this as like as a black person, like I recognize Mm -hmm. that like my white owned white majority leadership company is not going to fully grasp and understand the challenges that come with having dual consciousness in in America as a black man. Like, I don't I don't expect them to like fully grasp that, nor am I looking to have that conversation with with them like y'all are here to pay me so I can pay my bills. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I think at the same time, it's like, man, it would be nice if I knew that I wasn't just like a product, a pure product to y'all. I recognize we're in a, this late stage capitalist society. So like everybody's trying to make some money off of somebody else. But like um, and it's anyway, uh, but it's just it's not. Nah, I mean, yeah, go, that is so important. And because we don't have that expectation, 
I will say this for me specifically, that is where my social responsibility really comes in heavy because I know it needs to come from me. So, you know, I've been posting things on my Instagram just about the murders that have been happening and how, how angry and tired I am and what that means for me as a black woman with children um, who I hope can see past 26, you know what I'm saying? Who can be an award-winning EMT or whatever and not have to fight to live. So I am holding space for, you know, junior, younger professionals underneath me, as well as myself, because I believe um, that that I need to do that for me. And I'm and I'm not expecting anyone else to. So let's let's talk about what does it really look like for you as a black woman in this advertising space? Am I wrong to presume that, like, digital advertising is a majority white space? You are not wrong to presume that traditionally. No, you are not. Um, but I just, <laughs> I just want to say um, shout out to all the multicultural um, agencies coming up. Shout out to traditional agencies like like ours who have multicultural arms. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the people that are that are understanding specifically in the paid social space, because that's where I'm at that um, social is globally multicultural, right? And yeah. you can you can reach and talk to and talk with so many different people. And shout out to, to the leaders that are, you know, sticking with advertising because they know that you can make it. You know what I'm saying? You can mm-hmm. make a career out of this. And I was actually just talking to a really good friend of mine um, because we're both leaders in our own right. Um, she's on the client side. I'm within an agency. And we just talked about how, like, you know, oftentimes strategy creative roles are kind of prized over media specific roles, which is what I'm in. Um, but we are like, we're here and let us tell you why you should be here. It's right. so important for me to show um, younger black women, women of color, men of color, black men, all that coming up. that like you can make a name for yourself and do some really good work um, in advertising. You know, I've also I can't help but notice I've looked at some of your some of your pictures, you know, like you rock your hair, right? Like I don't see a lot of no. like I and I'm I'm curious to know, like, you know, did you have a I just have to ask, like, can we talk a little bit about your like your hair journey and like kind of oh, your, 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 like, <laughs> your, like your self image and then like, you know, the the role that maybe it played in your own personal brand? A hundred percent. My hair, my nails, they are my brand. Um, If you ask anyone, they will tell you that. Um, Hair has always been a way that I've expressed myself. Um, When I was younger, I had longer hair. I went to the beauty salon, chopped it off. My mama was upset. But I realized at an early age, it was my crown and it was a way for me to show who I was without saying anything. Um, if you look at Angela Davis and others who had their big afros and just were making those bold statements in the 60s and 70s, I wanted that and I wanted to be that. And my parents allowed me to do such because even if they didn't, I probably would have done it anyway. Um, <laughs> so over time, I've leaned into that. That is really has allowed me to be creative and show my authentic side. And I don't shy away from it. It has been a beautiful journey. And I am so thankful for um, the progression that it has led in my career, because I definitely make a statement and I am all in. I am 100%. You know what I mean? I am a Black woman and this is my crown. So I cannot um, shy away from the beauty and expression that it has given me in my career. So I do get a lot of questions. What is this? How do you do that? What does that look like? And so there goes that duality again, right? Oh, Lord, I got to explain this one more time. 
at the same time, I can say, let me talk to you about my culture and let me show you who right. we are and right. why we're so beautiful. Right. So I always look at every moment as an educational moment and I'm going to bring you along with me. After talking with me, you're going to understand why I do what I do. That's what's up and inspiring. Uh, Denisha, this has been an incredible conversation. You've given a lot of shout outs already and you've had you've been dropping gems this entire conversation. But I want to give you one more space to do it before we let you go. Any parting words, shout outs. Yeah. Um, shout out to my Digitas team. Shout out to my Vita Woman of Color team. Hey. Shout out to A, hey, right? <laughs> shout out actually to um, my grandmother who actually passed uh, a week and a half ago, not due to COVID. She lived an amazing life. She was 90 years old. Eladonia Lomax paved the way. A feminist before her time. Shout wow. out to her. That's beautiful. Denisha, we just thank you again for being on Living Corporate. We can you're a friend of the show. Look forward to having you back soon. Uh, y'all, this has been Living Corporate. You know what we do, right? We center and amplify marginalized voices at work by having real talk in a corporate world. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you check out Denisha Lomax and all information is going to be in the show notes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to list all of our domains. Just, you know, we all on the internet, right? Barack Obama's internet, Al Gore's internet. You know what I mean? You know, you check us out. You know, we're on all the different platforms. We talked about Mahente earlier, um, Black Planet, Zanga, Zoom, Zoom, shoot, what else? Um, LimeWire, you know, we're on everything. We're out here, man. So live in corporate. Um, you've been listening to Denisha Lomax, Vice President, Group Director, National Paid Social Lead at Digital Veritas and Lead at SF Viva Women of Color. Catch y'all next time. Peace. All right. Listen, really appreciate y'all being here. Make sure y'all check out the notes in the show notes. Make sure if you uh, have a question that you want to send to us, you have a listener letter, anything like that. Just email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Zach. Oh, yeah. Make sure you give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. All right. Catch y'all soon. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.